0: My name's John Downs, I'm the founder of the Center for Fortune Zoology, and you're listening to Inside the Goblin Universe. Hello again, my friends, and welcome to another edition of the Paranormal UK Radio Networks Inside the Goblin Universe. I am one of your hosts, my name is Ronald Murphy. I am the other host, my name is Brian Bowden. Brian, we are doing a very special show today on Inside the Goblin Universe, something that we have never done before, and that is we are going to answer some questions sent in by our listeners. We're going to open up the listeners' mailbag to see what they have to say, what kind of probing questions they have to get into. I, frankly, am excited about that because it proves to everyone out there that we actually have listeners. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we do have listeners. We actually have a lot of listeners, but it's always good to get in touch and, and get everybody involved in this program. So that's what we try to do.
0: So Absolutely. And we have, we, have, we have some of the best listeners out there, you know, all, uh, all kidding aside. Um, we do pride ourselves in drawing a very good um, base of very intelligent, people that have a keen interest in the paranormal. And that's what Inside the Goblin Universe is all about. We're trying to bring in as many different um, uh, perspectives as possible to see if we could shed some light on some of the life's greatest mysteries. Yes.
1: Um, our, our audience is actually vast. We have uh, people that are senior. We have uh, middle-aged. We even have young children that, that actually catch it and they're interested in, in the paranormal. And we they've caught us on, uh, I think, YouTube. So we're ready to answer your questions. And as always, if you have a question or you want to see a guest on our show, um, you can contact us through our Facebook page, Inside the Goblin Universe Facebook page, Facebook group, Inside the Goblin Universe Facebook group, or through our website, Inside the uh, Goblin com. And there's a little form on there. Uh, you can send us an email, and we will respond to you if, if we can, and you can set set up for uh, having a special guest come
0: on or anybody important or special you want to talk about so. Yep, yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. I like the idea of anything interactive. and in, 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 in 21st century technology, absolutely anything can be uh, interactive, even these podcasts that we're doing. Um, putting together a radio show is, is very difficult. I don't think a lot of people uh, understand that. Um, and not only is it difficult in getting everybody together logistically, it's also difficult in finding the right people that you folks want to listen to. And really, Brian and I are here uh, to serve you guys. Whatever you want to listen to, we're going to try to make it as enjoyable an experience for you folks as well, because we're not doing this just for ourselves. If that was the case, we would just call each other up on the phone and talk <laughs> for an hour about stra- strange and unusual things. But, you know, it's actually for uh, uh, the listeners. We both have a passion for this. And we want to we want to share this passion with everybody else uh, there that has an interest in uh, the things that go bump in the night. And, and that's why we're here, and we have actually messages from folks all around the world, which I yes. was quite pleased and surprised to find out.
1: Yes, we do have a lot of them. Um, we can just start going into them because I'm sure that they'll be listening in and want to know if their name is going to be mentioned. Um, That's right. There's, there, there are people there. Some people want their uh, information withheld. I understand uh, that. Yes, Trust yes, me, yes. it's a tough subject to, to deal with. <laughs> and other people kind of give us a general, broader location where they are. But
0: um, you want me to read the first one? <laughs> You know, without further ado, Brian, why don't you reach your hand into the mailbag and pull out our first question. I'm reaching there, into it, the there mailbag. There you go. Yep. As you can hear, that okay. most people send things in by, via snail Mail, and uh, they actually sent uh, postcards and envelopes, as you can hear. So open up the first envelope there, Brian. The first question
1: comes from Clive S. in Brighton, U.K., And they want to know, what your opinion about disclosure of the UFO phenomenon? And do you think it will happen within the next year, two years, five years, or never?
0: Wow, that's a very good question. And what is that person's name? Clive S. Clive? Brighton. Clive is a very British name, so I am going to believe that this is actually from yes. a British person. And Brighton, if I'm not mistaken, I think they have an amusement park on the ocean there as well. I believe so. Yes, I think um,
1: I saw something like that where it's like a little carnival and Ferris wheel, so it's exactly. lovely place to summer.
0: Uh, that's right. So with you being the UFO guy, I will defer this question first. <laughs> well, I would have to have any fault. Oh, well,
1: thank you very much. I actually <laughs> just recently answered, I was asked this question recently on, uh, I was being interviewed personally. So um, I don't think that um, disclosure will happen. I don't think any government out there, real disclosure is going to happen from any type of representative. Um, is too, too risqué. We have too much craziness going on in this world. We still have enemies. Everybody has uh, uh, friends and enemies and this is We're talking about high-tech uh, information and technology that can pretty much determine the balance of power. So I don't see it happening anytime soon um, by our government. However, I've stated in the past, I think there is an event that will be taking place shortly, sooner than later, that will prom- promote or prompt these beings from disclosing themselves to the public on their own. That's
0: what I would say. So they're just going to take out the middleman and do it themselves then.
1: Yes. Um yeah. they're they're you know we we had a great guest Derek Tyler on and there's a several, you know, if not more more than several species out there. Um some mm. of them that are a little bit more concerned about our well-being, some of them that just don't care. And um I think we're going to have a some kind of event that's going to promote promote them to coming out and saying, "Listen, we can't let you keep doing this anymore. You're you're at a threshold. We have to help out." We're real. We're here. That's going to cause a bigger problem down the line because everybody's going to realize
0: that they've been lied to. But that's my take on disclosure. Right. And, and to, to think that there will be official disclosure any time, I think we're actually barking up the wrong tree. I don't think any government, like you had said, is going to come out and say that we have evidence on UFOs or, or anything of that nature right but as we are talking about this subject brian i am i've always been interested in uh, reverse engineering and the possibility that certain governments from around the world from time to time have indeed recovered uh, crashed alien Ships, whether they're, um, you know, inner space or interdimensional, whatever the case may be, regarding your feelings upon, uh, you know, extraterrestrials. Are they actually extraterrestrials? Are they ultra dimensionals, interdimensionals, what have you? Um, Time travelers has actually been one of the things that's been proposed, and it's very, very interesting. But in my opinion, it seems that there have been times throughout our world's history that certain governments have come into possession of certain technologies that doesn't seem quite to be of human origin um so i think that we have had disclosure it's just not official but it's seen within the technologies that we possess
1: oh 100 uh, percent you know you have uh, dr stephen greer just came out with a movie unacknowledged and in there and by the way dr greer i'm going to still extend that offer to you to come on to inside the goblin universe to promote the movie and talk with us a little bit more but We've definitely lost about a hundred years worth of time. It just disappeared. We went from zero to a hundred in a matter of an instant in technology land, and there, there are craft out that they talk about. The government in the U.S. having like the TR three B, which looks like a triangle flying saucer, uh, super powerful. We the, these technologies do exist. They're probably hundred, if not more, years ahead of anything else that you've ever seen. So if you're seeing something now, we're a hundred years past that, but we don't realize it yet. And I would love some race or species to come here and, and just say, yeah, no, no, we're not playing any games anymore. This is us. We're real. Your government's been lying to you, and you guys got to shape up. I think it would help out everybody. That's just my yeah, two cents. Right.
0: Right. No, no, I, I understand completely. And, and the idea that we are making incredible leaps very quickly um, does seem to be. Indicative of some sort of revelation of technology. For instance, uh, when we think of the White uh, the Wright brothers, um, you know, December of nineteen oh three, the first heavier than air aircraft was able to fly a couple hundred yards, whatever. I, I don't know the exact uh, the exact distance, but you know, it was one of these really clunky type of machines. It was air powered. You know, it just kind of uh, uh, took off on the wind there, and then I think it was like a, a, a hundred yards or two hundred yards or whatever. Think about what had happened then you know in less than uh, you know 66 years time we're sending men on the moon I mean so oh, yeah. what are we what are we talking about here? How do we make those incredible leaps from you know air flight uh, to uh, putting a man on the moon that seems rather curious to me uh, from just uh, you know an evolutionary point of view
1: well I mean just look but look at the technology when the Wright brothers were making what they were making they were basically wood right It's wood, maybe uh paper or fiber or whatever the material was we went from that to steel um, that's right instantaneously Rivet, right. steel uh velcro was invented from there duct tape um, a lot of stuff we take for granted um was was put onto the moon when you know Kennedy said, you know we're going there um i somebody has to answer some questions. it is the missing link between that point and this point and I hope we get it. I mean, I would like to see a disclosure. If I was president, I wouldn't disclose because of uh, security reasons for the people. Um, we got to still protect our, our citizens, but I would, I would like it to come out. I think it would be a very interesting time, uh, time frame for everybody.
0: Yeah. And, and do you think that if it would come out, we would also be able to uh, negotiate more talks regarding world peace? I truly think that, that would be the case, because if there is an advanced race beyond our own, regardless of where it comes from whether it's another planet or right inside our own, uh, you know, our own reality, just another layer on the onion that we call reality. Um, If that is the case, then we know that there's something out there beyond us, so we could come together as a human race. I think that this would be something that would be much more unifying, and that might actually be another fear that our world governments have, because then we don't so much become lambs, you know, blindly leading the shepherd, Now we become our own type of, you know, person that we can interact with each other on a very basic human level and not look at nationalities as much as we would look at uh, being involved uh, globally as the human race.
1: I think it would be fantastic. I mean, just I'm not discrediting religion. Please believe whatever you want. And and I'm totally for freedom of religion, um, which we have here in, this, in the U.S., but this would blow the doors off of a lot of organized, uh, controlled, you know, like hands around the people type of situations. You'd be free to be uh, human beings to each other. Um, it yeah. would be great.
0: And, yeah, and that, that is a good point. You know, I think that it would blow the doors off of organized dogmatic religions but if we would look at the writings of c.s lewis he had no problem talking about the possibilities of an extraterrestrial race in uh regards to his uh his his christian beliefs in this instance because you know we have to look at creation as something that's all encompassing uh the idea that god made this particular planet, uh, and not any other ones, is sort of, you know, it's actually putting us on a pedestal. So what happens (laughs) if God is just one of those beings that absolutely, through Creative forces out there throughout the entire universe. So you know what happened on this earth. You know when we talk about such such you know uh, theories as uh, you know the 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 first sin and you know uh, all this other kind of stuff. What happens if other civilizations did not have that? That was another thing that C.S. Lewis wrote about as well too. Uh, the idea that other civilizations may not have had. A fall from grace. Now, of course, this is looking in a very uh, Judeo-Christian um, uh, background, but that's also something that's interesting to talk about as well. Uh, to think that there might be other beings out there that are living in that pristine state of, of uh, divine creation that have they they've not had you know the idea of sin corrupt their uh, their uh, their civilization. That that is mind blowing in and of itself. Oh yeah, you know,
1: it, it's the whole process of of. Uh, um, I forgot who said it, but we can't really wrap our mind around the 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 civilizations or races that have existed or continue to exist that are are well advanced of us. They we're doing stuff that is petty to them. It's not it's not worthy of their time. So I mean, the, the fact that we have sin, we have uh, lust, we have uh, more emotional based uh, uh, elements than some other race i mean that's that's huge maybe we are like the fourth experiment or you know uh, god created the reptilians and god created these little uh, gray creatures and then god created the praying mantises and they said you know what I- i'm gonna try something different um it's <laughs> and and he just put us on a planet and, and i always thought we were kind of like a diorama um let's see what happens with the yes. we're an experiment
0: yeah, I, so. uh, yeah, I, I think as we uh, end this particular segment here, that we have to to think that uh, God is too big. To encompass with just one religion, you know, and and that's the thing that we we need to take uh, in, into consideration here. Uh, so no matter if you're uh, a Muslim, Hindu, Jew, Christian, whatever the case may be, uh, to think that your God is the only way to perceive that God, uh, that's a little bit, uh, you know, that's a little bit racist for one thing. And I don't think that that's what God would intend you to do anyway. So that being said, so we we are both in agreement that disclosure will never come out officially, but. <laughs> one way or the other, there will be disclosure of uh, some sort of other race other than the human uh, being eventually within our, our human history.
1: Yes. Thank you very much, Clive, for your question. Let's uh, You want to go to the next one? I can read it from everybody. Get it out of the bag. I'm getting it out Take of the it bag. Out right. Taking yep. it out go, right go, now.
0: Go and, way down to the bottom there, Brian. Oh, go, go way to the bottom. Way down to yeah. the bottom? Hold on. Deeper. Deeper. Yeah.
1: All right. That's deep. Okay. Bro. Okay. Got it. <laughs> um this is from chappy 3699 i don't know who you are but the s do you guys go on investigations together and if you are doing one soon can i go with you <gasps> Ch- uh,
0: where's where's chappy from
1: chappy did not leave where, where he or she is from it's uh, just chappy. well that, um it depends yeah. are you on the east coast west coast are
0: you around the world are you a down under <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's gonna be a little bit difficult if he's on another continent or she's on another continent yes. Uh but but uh so uh I will answer this one so, Do Brian and I do research together? I'm going to have to say, quite honestly, we have not done research together yet. Well, we do research together, but we've never went on an investigation together. But that is all going to change very, very quickly. And you know what, Brian? This is a good time to point out because we are hoping to do something if we can get the okay from a very particular site, shall we say. Yes. We're going to keep it secret right now, but if everything comes to fruition, we will be able to indeed have some sort of investigation at a site that all everybody around the world would know. And maybe we will put out some sort of contest to invite somebody along but until that secret location will allow us to do it we cannot say anything but i cannot wait to do an investigation with you brian in person
1: oh it's going to be fantastic i mean it's and not only we're going to do audio but we will have a video on youtube of it um i'd love to be able to stream it live if 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 the powers that be will allow us to do that that'll be great then we can have some really good blooper reels um but yeah if the powers that be
0: allow us but yeah, yeah. the The way uh, that so everything came very serendipity. Uh, yes, yes. Serendipity ish. You know what I'm talking about, yes. guys. It's it, it's early and it's right after the Fourth of July. So for everybody that is out there in, in in England and other parts of the world, I think their Guy Fox Day is like what is it, November fifth or something like that, and you guys do all your fireworks there. Yes, we have it on July Fourth because that's whenever we. Uh, We uh, celebrate the uh, signing of the Declaration of Independence. So we celebrate it by having fireworks deep into the night. And that is what I am recovering from right now. So (laughs) we have come together serendipitously. We have come together <laughs> in a way that I find quite remarkable because we were both doing other radio shows for the Paranormal UK Radio Network, and uh, it didn't work out for with my other co hosts and it didn't work out with you there, Brian, on your show. But we kind of came together, and we have a really neat little show right now with a really cool vibe. So we were lucky that that came together like this. So yes. moving forward. We are planning on doing quite more activities together. Uh, that being said, Brian, next week we're only looking at, about. You know, what are we looking at, about? Nine days away now. Yes,
1: nine days away.
0: Where we are going to do our first uh, conference together. I, I will be speaking at the uh, the uh, the uh, Ocean State Paracon up in uh, uh, Harrisville, Rhode Island, on the. Sixteenth and so- Brian, you're good with, uh, the good one. Fifteenth and
1: sixteenth of July.
0: Sixteenth of July, I will be speaking on uh, vampires and historical survey, and uh, we will be up there to talk to people. So this will be our first official inside the Goblin Universe appearance together up in Rhode Island. Yes. But there will be many more, I assure everybody. And
1: maybe we'll sell garlic there, the Inside of the Goblin Universe garlic bag. Just to, <laughs> since you're talking about vampires.
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we'll, have, we'll have shirts for sale. So if you want to be the cool kid on your block, I would get one of these Inside the Goblin Universe t-shirts that are glow in the dark. I will tell you, you will be the envy of your neighborhood.
1: It is the coolest shirt on the planet. It does glow in the dark. It's awesome, and I think you're going to love it. So come on up, stop by, say hi, talk to Ron, talk to myself, buy Ron's books. Um, He'll definitely autograph and personalize it for you, and it should be uh, a good time at Ocean State Paranormal or Paracon.
0: That's right. It's good. it's, it's good. and it's actually for a great cause as well too up there. So, yes. uh, moving forward, we will be doing a lot more things. And if we are able to get the clearances uh, for this one particular um, one particular investigation, uh, we will definitely have. I think that's a pretty cool idea coming from from Chappie. I think that we probably will open it up to uh, some one of our listeners to we'll invite them along. I think that'd be a great idea. Maybe we should just start a tour group hey uh, I say I say we buy one of those little yellow buses yes and just go around and we will do a tour we will cater it for you folks uh, we would drive the whole way around the country you get a group of about 30 people together and off we go
1: yes we'll paint the goblin green and it'll be awesome hey <laughs> um, I'm in man I am in I'm gonna move on I'm gonna I, I put my hand in, in the bag. I can't help it it's a, it's like it's taking out Lay's or, or Cookies and I'm That's pulling right. out another question. Thank you, Chappy, but we're going to pull out another one right now.
0: I, I find it odd, again, that all of our listeners uh, are, again, sending this stuff through the mail instead of sending email, but hey, whatever. Well,
1: you know what? We've, we get we get messages through mail, we get messages through email, we get messages through, email, get messages through personal, you know, what is That's it, private right. messaging, so I have one, but this is from Name Withheld. I wonder why. Oh, wow, um, Which yeah. is kind of weird, but it says, uh, question... I have seen some strange phenomenon in the skies, upstate New York, near where Whitley Striever, I think that's Striever, Stryver, um, had his. Do you follow the UFO phenomenon, and do you recommend any specific research I should look into
0: or follow? Wow. Oh, really cool. Now, <laughs> that's up in your neck of the woods, Brian. Now, the Whitley-Strieber incident that they're talking about, in which uh, communion the, the, that, that yes. pivotal moral was based, uh, that's all in the Hudson Valley area up there. And we have talked previously on the show that you yourself have witnessed some pretty strange things up in that area.
1: I have. Um, basically, in the air, I was in the area recently because the Pine Bush has the Pine Bush Fair up there. It was in May or early June. I forgot which one it was. Um, that's near where Whitley kind of lives from what i understand they had in the in the 80s these huge boomerang crafts that were flying over i wasn't able to go up there i was still a tad bit young um, but i asked my dad to go and he looked at me and said i was what are you crazy um, but large boomerang crafts flying over the hudson valley area around route 84 um, i've seen some strange things up there too so has my wife um, if if uh, if you really want any specific research, I would look into. Um, there's a couple of books out there on the Hudson Valley sightings. Uh, Phil and has a, a great book out there, and I believe you can get that on uh, Amazon. I'm not positive, uh, but I would I would start looking that way. Just look up Hudson Valley UFOs, and also Linda Zimmerman's doing something in the area recently. She has a new book out. And we're going to try to get Linda on the show as well to talk about it. But it is about those sightings in, in the Hudson Valley slash Connecticut border. So look for Linda Zimmerman and uh, Phil Imbrogno. And, and also, if you're can join, a, um, if you in that area, there's a couple of good uh, meetups. Um, we have one in, in Yonkers, which is actually tonight. I will be there at the Will Library, um, hosted by Paul Greco and it's called UFO Roundtable. You can find out information at UFO Roundtable, um, the group, on (laughs) Facebook. But if you definitely have seen some strange things up there, there's plenty of people, and I'd like to talk to you, you can also go to the Bronxville Paranormal Society and and contact us there, and we'll try to investigate, and we'll help you out that way as well. Um, I don't know. Have you seen anything in your area, Ron, in in the PA Uh,
0: area? Uh, uh, re- regarding um, uh, UFOs oh, well of course there's th- things that go strange around here all the time and there's always these bizarre things seen in the night sky including uh, what we would call flying wings and flying triangles and such right. uh, but again that's really not my area of expertise and I'm very honest with that um, but uh, yeah we there's things all over the place but getting back to the idea of the Hudson River Valley um, that is really one of my favorite places I, I think that it's, it's, it's a great place to have an investigation because there's ghost sightings in that area as well as plenty of cryptid sites both in and out of the water oh, yeah. uh yeah this is the area also people have to understand that the first recorded sighting of the flying dutchman happened as well too on the hudson river when everybody thinks that this is you know an ocean going vessel uh that was actually <laughs> first sighted in, in the hudson river valley uh and I would like to investigate some of the areas that, that is mentioned in uh, Washington Irving's story, like Rip Van Winkle, who talks about ghost sightings up there, as well as time slips and, and missing time, not to mention the Legend of Sleeping Hollow. The um, Legend of Sleepy Hollow, I should say. But um, I think that we will, if we are going to have an investigation together, I would like to focus in that area, simply because it will be very easy for other folks to get to as well. Oh, yeah. So if we have... A listener, that that would be the place to get to rather than these out-of-the-way places. But, uh, of, of course, I, I think that uh, there is something very special going on in the Hudson River Valley. I, I think that it's in one of those great intersections of various geological uh, 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 you know, hot spots. It it has mountains. It has the water. It has the ocean very nearby, and I think this is just the the perfect storm for paranormal uh, occurrences to uh, to happen.
1: Oh yeah, and and uh, compounded the fact that it also the the Palisades go up there. I mean, these are sheer cliffs. It's it's similar to the cliffs of Dover, but you know, this is a big separation of the earth from you know. So what a, what. A, What's underneath that water up there in the Hudson Valley besides the that's radiation right, right. from Indian Point? What, what else is underneath <laughs> there? And we, you know, yeah. that's where uh, BPS and we do a lot of investigations in that area. We've had uh, cryptid sightings. We've, we've encountered a, a uh, there's Bigfoot up there. There's some strange things taking place up there. It's a kind of really great place to live. So. Um, it is. Yeah.
0: It, and the other interesting thing, you said you have a meeting tonight, correct? Yes, I actually am going to the UFO roundtable right. meeting tonight. But, but but, inside the Goblin universe, our listeners have to understand, is actually a, a time travel machine. So by the time that they hear this, it will already be in the future. So yes. your tonight is going to be there next week. Right. I, so I, I, well, no, if my tonight can, will be there tomorrow. That's right, that's right. Well, they <laughs> won't hear it until next week, though, right? Although, they'll hear it on Thursday, oh, I think. Thursday. The, Thursday in the U.K. Uh, and uh, oh, the yeah, United yeah. States, I think hear it here. So, whatever the case may be, guys, you'll definitely have, if you want to get together and see Brian and talk about this kind of stuff, where is the best place to find these UFO roundtables, Brian? Well, we, it started on Meetup
1: for me. Um, one of my friends, actually, I got into the UFO roundtable uh, meetup because it was closer to, you know, my area it started uh, out as a as a dare um and i went there and paul greco has a great group he knows a lot of people in this uh this field in the paranormal field and we have a lot of really special guests intimate setting everybody's free to talk about what they want there's no you know you don't have to worry about anything people just come to listen and they're still shy and we've had people that haven't talked for a long lot, a while and they just want to take it in so look on Meetup for, um, like, uh, UFO meeting groups or UFO roundtable, and just come on by. I mean, we have people from all over coming, uh, PA, uh, Southern Jersey, Mid-Jersey, uh, Upstate New York. <clears throat> it's, it's once a month, and if you can't catch that, just catch a, um, them on uh, the f- Facebook, UFO Space Roundtable, and yeah. join it. It's fun.
0: Yep, I think that's a great idea. I think that any any open forum uh, to discuss the paranormal was pretty cool. Now, you mentioned about people coming even from New Jersey. Yes. Uh, another area that I would be interested in investigating, too, is the Pine Barrens, you know, the whole Jersey Devil mystique down there. Well, uh, so that might be an- another possibility.
1: We have somebody that I'm friendly with down in Jersey, Chris. And we're going to try to get him on there. He has been to the Pine Barrens, and he will more than happy to have us out there, I believe. So we can actually meet up. Ron and I can do the investigation. We'll meet up with Chris, and we'll go through the Pine Barrens and look for that Jersey Devil. And see That's what right. I, catch. I, I mean,
0: yeah, I would be very interested in doing something like that. And the thing is, certain times of the year... There is a guarantee of seeing the Jersey Devil, and that is whenever any of them are playing hockey over there at the arena.
1: Yes, but I'm a New York Ranger fan, so
0: yes. And, and of <laughs> course. Uh, well, the thing is, and that's okay to be a New York Ranger fan because I am actually a fan of the uh, of the Stanley Cup winning Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, player, rub it in. <laughs> 30, 30, 35 miles from my house, so that's great. Yes, that's yes, yes, awesome. Yes. So, so, so we are in the process of planning things out now, uh, and, and I'm glad that we do have people interested in wanting to join us. So, yeah, so this is great. Uh, I, I would like to I would like to do something over there on the East Coast, whether it's in the uh, Hudson Valley area or someplace in, uh, in Jersey, but uh, that is yet to be seen, my friend. But uh, why don't you go ahead and reach even deeper into that mailbag? Uh,
1: I'm, I'm trying to. I just got those fat hands right now because I ate too much barbecue yesterday.
0: Oh, right, right, right. Okay,
1: got the question. This is actually for Ronald. (gasps) And this is coming out of London. Nice. Uh, Our Uh, listeners uh, over in the UK on Paranormal UK Radio Network. This is from DeMarco M. Doesn't sound like an English name, but DeMarco asks, Ronald, you mentioned that you have several books published on the paranormal subject. Where can we find your books for purchase in the UK? Would you recommend any order of reading them?
0: Excellent question, DeMarco. Now, now I will tell you that uh, the first book that I've ever written on the paranormal was from my research into an area of western pennsylvania called the chestnut ridge now the chestnut ridge actually extends a hundred and some miles it terminates in morgantown west virginia and it goes to the counties of fayette westmoreland and indiana county in pennsylvania it's actually a projection of uh, the appalachian mountains so it's just a, a little foothills uh and um very strange things have happened there uh, since since people have been living in this area. Even the American Indians, Native Americans, had reported strange things happening. So, I had I had done research there for about two decades, and I actually put together a a, a collection of various research that I and other people have done, and I talked about the. Different types of paranormal activity that has been occur- occurring in and around that area from UFOs to black cat, uh, cat sightings, black panther sightings, UFOs, Bigfoot. Dogman, ghostly hauntings, you name it, uh, if it happens in the er- that area that I r- have recorded it in Unexplained World of the Chestnut Ridge, a hike through Western Pennsylvania's uh, Goblin Universe. Uh, and that's the first time I ever used the word uh, Goblin Universe, and hence the name because I'm utterly fascinated by everything. Uh, about the goblin universe. So that was my very first book that I put out and my second book was on in my on series and I have five books on the on series. The first book I put out was on mermaids and this came from my daughter Willow asking me if there were such things as mermaids. She knew that I dabbled in in Bigfoot and other type of cryptid things and she naturally asked me if she uh, if if there was such a thing as a mermaid and I kind of pondered her question for a bit and I decided to research a book for about two years until I uncovered some very interesting facts concerning mermaids. So my first book on the On series was on mermaids and then was on Dogman which looks into uh, the history of the werewolf uh, uh, throughout the ages starting back in the paleolithic and moving right up into present day uh dogman encounters uh I have anecdotal eyewitness accounts in there plus a plethora of historical information uh after that I have on wild man tracking bigfoot through history uh then I have on ghosts uh and uh, my newest book is on vampires which looks at the bloodsucker throughout history as well <laughs> um but um so I have uh those five books in the on series by unexplained world of the chestnut ridge and if anybody lives in western pennsylvania i have a very localized book called the haunted history of Westmoreland county uh, this is a place where uh, you know the french and indian, indian war waged uh, george washington proved himself here yes. so it was, it was one of those very interesting areas and if we ever do an investigation this also might be a cool place to look into but again it's very difficult to get into not as easy as uh, the East Coast area of New Jersey and New York. Uh, But those are the books that I have written. They are all available online. Uh, You can find them at Amazon.com or you can also go to RonaldMurphy.org and you can find the books there as well. Or you could ask for them at your local Barnes & Noble or any of your other uh, uh, book uh, retailers out there. But the best and easiest place to go is just Amazon. That's how everybody does it.
1: Yes, and they they're very, very good books. you gotta start reading some more of them it's um. I'm going to get mine autographed by the author. I kind of know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and you can always see us at conferences because I always bring the books with me to conferences as well. And that's always a good way of doing things because it's cool to meet the author and talk about it and go through the uh, table of contents and maybe even per, peruse a chapter or two because this might not be your bread and butter. You know, you might not like a particular book that I have, but I have other ones as well, too. So, you know, come on out and see me.
1: Yep, we just you know, you got to feel the paper. It's not always electronic these days, but uh, that's right. But right, that, that's right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go reach into the bag. I, I don't want to lose time here for our guests.
0: But, but... I, I, you know, I thank I thank DeMarco for asking such a question. Thank you very yes, much, DeMarco. and uh,
1: I'd love to be in London right now. Oh, uh, I would as well. <laughs> and if we go over there, DeMarco, we'll we'll let you know, and then we'll tell you where we are, and Ron will bring some books for you. You can purchase them in person. And I'm pulling out the question. And the question comes from Remy33 in... Oh, this is a place I've actually been to. We should go visit eventually. Taude, France. I believe that's in southern France, um, the south of France. Um, beautiful town, old medieval castles, wineries. It's, it's an it's amazing place. And Remy says, I'm fascinated by the different types of strange creatures throughout the world. Bigfoot, Loch Ness, um, Monster, Goatman, Chupacabra, Giants, Mermaids and more are there any of these creatures in the south of france i'd love to go looking for them
0: oh wow wow, <laughs> Remy, wow. have you
1: been drinking
0: <laughs> <laughs> i defer to at ron for this one <laughs> uh, at least he mentioned uh the uh, mermaids you know and i just talked yes. about my mermaid book so uh that's that's pretty cool but yeah um france is one of these interesting places because it does have A lot of weird sightings, a lot of UFO sightings and everything. But one of my favorite um, uh, cryptid encounters was the famous... Beast of Gévaudin, which I, I know a lot of people may or may not know about, uh, but it, you know, it, was, it was something that me, meant a lot to the French people uh, at the time. This happened in uh, south-central France uh, between the years of uh, 1764 and 1767. So whenever we talk about the uh, French and Indian War, about George Washington uh, waging that war over here, uh, about the same time, this particular encounter was happening over in france and that was a supposed werewolf attack which is extremely interesting yeah uh it's in modern day luser i believe is how you pronounce i'm not very good with my uh with my uh french uh pronunciation uh but there was something killing people uh maybe as many as 210 attacks it could have been 210 Uh attacks uh, absolutely. Now, now to think about this, let's just think about this. Uh, put this in perspective. There was 113 deaths and 49 injuries in that very short window of time that this was going on. So, in those, what was it, three years or whatever? Uh, you know, we're talking about you know a lot of people getting killed, uh, and 98 of the victims were partly eaten. Uh, yeah. So how about that. Yeah. So so whatever Ooh. was going on. Yeah. Something something really quick was going on. Yes. So the the people that did live through these attacks were able to describe this creature, and it was. They said it was about as big as a small cow, it had large dog like head with small straight ears, a wide chest, and a large mouth that exposed very large, mangling teeth. Sounds like uh, a know, lichen
1: this, to me. Or yeah, as this, they call this, in the U.S., the dog man now.
0: That's, that's right. That's right. This is the stuff of nightmares, my friend. Uh, the fur was said to be either red in color, but it had streaks of black in it. Um, but so whatever happened, uh, there was some really bad things going on. Actually, so bad that the uh, that the uh, government of France erected a statue, a monument to this very, very beast. Um, so uh, the first recording uh, was. Uh, a 14-year-old girl was killed, and then it just kind of mounted. Uh, there was a lot of children killed, which, and when we're talking about any kind of uh, cryptid killing spree, children are always one of the first to go because, you know, they're very easy prey. Uh, but uh, Jean Chastel uh, was the person that has been credited with killing this beast, uh, and he actually did it by using a silver bullet bullet. Now, that's not to think think that it might have been a werewolf or not, but silver, we have to understand, as well is also a way to keep the bad fairies at bay. So, Jean Chastel might have been thinking that he was dealing with a creature from inside the Goblin universe whenever he set out, because, you know, this was the time when packs of wolves still roamed uh, France. I mean, there were still wild animals there. So, he knew uh, that this was not something that was to be taken lightly. This was not a normal wolf. So he did indeed sh- uh, shot and killed the wolf, um, and uh, they uh, paraded the, uh, the uh, animal's remains throughout France as a way of showing that the beast was dead, and... Um, uh, and uh, they, they said that the uh, animal's stomach was opened up, and it didn't. Con- it did contain human remains. Uh, but some of the interesting things about this is, whenever the dead animal was presented to the King of France, it was immediately ordered to be destroyed and buried. So right. I wonder what the, what what happened here. So so, there are different theories that come into play at this point about what this beast may have been. Um, could have been uh, simply an escaped uh, hyena from one of the menageries, possibly, or could it have been a werewolf? And the king of France recognized the the image. Of this werewolf and somebody that he knew, uh, or could this have been somebody that Jean Chastel knew and he knew how to kill this werewolf? I mean, a lot of really cool theories. Was this, you know, was this actually a lichen? Was this to be blamed on an escaped animal that we know, a lion or a hyena? Or was there something else out there uh, roaming around in southern France, killing uh, and uh, maiming uh, over 113 people over a three year uh, time? Wow. That's crazy that's that. <laughs> I, I you know what I know
1: there's a lot of cave systems there they've had some strange paintings on the cave systems
0: but uh werewolves in France that's I really don't need to go. (laughs) Well, the thing is, if you would also, you know, Jean Chastel, the person that killed uh, this wolf, there's also a monument for him in southern France as well, too. So, I mean, this was taken very, very seriously. Um, And it's a very interesting story. So if you are in the south of France, there may indeed still be either a cryptid roaming about or could one of the lineages of the Jean Chastel, uh, a werewolf be out there Roaming through the forest Well thank you very
1: much Remy And we're going to say au revoir to you that's
0: right. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> And we're going to
1: go reach in the bag We have a bunch of more questions And we have just limited time tonight So I'm pulling this one out And this is from Oh this is going to be good Reptilian Hunter 66 whoever you are um, They says Or they say sorry that's bad English on my part I love your guests that had the Bigfoot encounters all his life. I forgot his name, but he did mention something about having a tea tea with Bigfoot, which made him feel better. Is this tea available for the public? Okay. Um, the guest you're talking about is uh, Andre Verge. He has a book called um, 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 Nightmare of the Woods, published by uh, Gannett Tai. And he also has a, a, a tea company. Um, that he was mentioning, I think that's what you were talking about. It's Tego Tea, and it's I'm gonna spell it for you. You can find them T E G O T E A dot com. They're on the web, and this tea has a uh, it's a all natural Native American tea. It's been used for centuries. It stimulates the pancreas. It helps increase blood circulation. There's been reports that it it helps to uh, combat high blood pressure, I mean uh, blood sugar levels, and good for diabetics. So that's the, the person I don't think he had a tea party though with uh, Bigfoot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so that would be very interesting. Actually, my daughter actually said that to me. If you find Bigfoot when you go hunting, uh, I want to have a tea party with him. So I don't think you'd really want to meet him though. But um, <laughs> reptilian Hunter. Uh, the name of it is Teago Tees, and you can find them online. So I'm going to move quickly on to the next one.
0: You know what, I'm <laughs> yes. glad that he brought that up because I actually uh, forgot about that. Um, and I've always wanted to try it as well. I've not yet tried the tea, but I assure you that I will. And it's from a, a very ancient uh, uh, Native American origin, and I think it's a great idea. I, I think yeah. that that's a, a perfect marketing tool, plus it's very, of all of its health benefits. So, oh, yeah, 100%. I,
1: yeah. 100%. I'm sorry. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reach into the bag again and pull the next one out. And the next question comes from Starry Skies. Ooh, nice name. Nice um, name. Yes, very nice name. I like Starry Skies. On one of your shows, you both talked about going squatching. Have you done that yet? And if so, when will be, that show be on? I think we're relating back to the same question, well, similar question that Reptilian Hunter said. Um, we did, we, we were talking about Andre Verge. He does have Bigfoots on his property, or he, you know, in both areas, it followed him around. So we're going to try to take a look at that eventually. Um, we're we're talking with Andre. It's the summer. It's a good time for Ron and I to go, and we're gonna go try to uh, maybe meet Bigfoot, and uh, we're gonna try some tea while we're there too, I guess. <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> so, That's starry fun. skies. Once that we get that inf- get that done, um, we'll, we'll of course when we do an investigation, and we're trying to do an investigation, um, we'll definitely let you know about it, and we'll broadcast it on Inside the Goblin Universe uh, online on here on the Paranormal UK Radio Network as well as uh, our YouTube page. We'll throw some links on our Facebook pages and Facebook group. So let me see something. I'm going to go back in, Ron. <laughs> uh, go back in. Uh, well, I'm just I'm counting the time and what we have left. And Okay. <clears throat> I don't have a question. Oh, this is from Diamond in the Rough. And it says, I don't have a question, but more of a suggestion. You need to talk with Dave Shock. I know who he is, about the CubeSat. And it's gonna blow the lid off the UFO world. You need to uh, t- take um, talk to him now. From Diamond in the Rough, Dave Shock is. I know Dave very well. He. Um, I don't know if you were aware of what CubeSat is, but CubeSat is. He's. He has a the personal uh, satellite, and it's a Cube satellite. He's going to be launching it if it hasn't been launched already. I haven't been paying attention. Dave has not been feeling well, so I want to first say, Dave, get well soon. Um, get better. We need you out there. And they're going to launch this into space, um, and they're going to have their own personal satellite up there. Um, I think it's a uh, uh, fifty to hundred thousand dollars he's raised <clears throat> to do this. So we'll be able to, uh, you know, tap into that and see things that um, the general public normally doesn't get to see, which is a pretty interesting subject because we don't know what's out there. You know, well, what are right they hiding there. from us? And he's going to do something else. I understand. We were talking about it before with him. He's going to also try to launch one of these little mini-cube satellites around the moon.
0: Oh, oh, right, right.
1: Now, what's really interesting about this, and we're going to go back to the UFO section of it, is that um, the dark side of the moon supposedly has alien bases there, a big city. They found a body. So... This could be interesting. I want, I'd love to get Dave on if he's feeling well, um, and we can start talking about this because this does relate to the Goblin Universe because the Goblin Universe is just not uh, here on the Earthly plane. Um, it's throughout many universes. So Diamond in the Rough, uh, we'll take up that suggestion and we'll try to get Dave on the show for you. Uh, very cool, very cool. Let's go one more. Sorry, I'm too close to the microphone this bag.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I gotta get
1: almost my whole arms in there. Okay, here we go. Okay, from the seeker, question: Will you ever do a show on channeling? Oh right. <laughs> do you think that would happen, Ron? Um, can, can you channel your? Can you channel somebody? I know somebody that channels, but um.
0: I don't know yeah, if you're going to do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I can channel no one. Uh, but you know what? I would be interested in doing something like that. Let's see if we can put something together and make it happen.
1: Yeah, I mean, that would be pretty interesting. I, I think that would be something strange. Um, I I don't know. That That could be a very interesting program. <laughs> but we'll, oh, well, it would be. Huh? Yes, the Seeker will, will take a look at that. I think... Oh, and I pulled out two at the same time, so I'm going to give you this one. This is from Jonah in Georgia, I guess, GA. I don't know if it's yep. Georgia or Russia, though. That could be no, Georgia. right, right, that right. Could be.
0: Well, I don't, I don't think they do it that way. I think it would be uh, something else. I don't know. I don't know. It's a good, good point. I'm not sure.
1: Well, this is actually, we, we kind of touched on this, but do you ever go to paranormal conferences in the U.S. and Canada? I'd love to come and meet you guys in person. We actually just mentioned that, right? Ron is going to be, <laughs> and I are actually going to be at, ocean state paracon this july 15th and 16th up in um what was it again <laughs> i always That's in, uh, harris
0: harrisville rhode island
1: yes and um i you can come in and and meet us there and buy books and see some great people and meet some uh i guess paris celebrities you're a paris celebrity you know that
0: ron <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about I you, that. I, I see know. you going
1: up there with your coat over your shoulders, signing autographs. Signing autographs well, too. I
0: mean, that's usually the way it happens, but, you know, I don't like to.
1: <laughs> and I, I, I pulled out another one while I was in there. I, it, it seemed to be clumped together. I must have been making some oranges for the for the little one. Um, this is from Callie Carl. Carly Cal. Oh. I went to your website, and there isn't much research on it. Thank you very much. Um, where where can I get more information about the show and the guests and the subjects you discuss? Well, um, you can buy Ron's books, and they're on Amazon, amazon.com. You can go there and look for Ronald Murphy Jr., and buy one of the, the many books that Ron has authored, which are a great reference tool. Uh, Our website, we're in development. It is a little bit slow. We do have things going on outside of the Goblin universe that we must attend to. Um, We're on Facebook. Ron's usually on the radio, and he's also being interviewed as well. Many, many different programs. So we'll do the best to fix that website up for you. That's Um, right,
0: and and I'm I'm notoriously slow at putting anything up. Uh, We are actually in development well let me put it this way brian is actually in development of hooking something up that's going to be so easy that a monkey can use so maybe possibly i can use it i am not technologically advanced at all so everything is very uh uh slow in developing on my end brian's great at putting things out I am not, so we're kind of like an odd couple in that. But uh, we will start updating things, I promise you. Um, I do a uh, blog also for um, the Center for Freudian Zoology over in the UK, Jonathan Downs Group. And I cover a lot of conferences, but I have not put anything out on that since probably May. So I've I've been truant on that as well. But as soon as things start calming down a little bit, I will be able to throw something up there,
1: right? And this is conference season, so you have to understand that you know. In the summer, and in the summer, I mean, there's a lot of all other responsibilities besides work. Uh, you know, you have the kids to go out with, and and Ron's, you know, hitting some conferences, and I'm going to be trying to hit some conferences myself. So, just give us a little time; we'll get to it. Um, another question: This is from unknown, <laughs> um, which is really weird, but this is funny. Ron, I'm going to I'm going to address this to Ron. <laughs> Who okay. would win in a fight, Bigfoot or
0: Dogman? Oh, right! Also, oh, there's like <laughs> a, a, a a very bad B movie to be cast. Who yes. would who would win this? Boy, that's an interesting um uh, interesting uh a little piece of uh of questioning there, a very cute little query. I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say Dogman. I'm going to say Dogman because, you know, Bigfoot is an opportunistic uh, feeder. Uh, if there is indeed such a thing as a flesh-and-blood Sasquatch out there, it would be eating berries and, and, and a lot of grasses right. as well as meat. And uh, our friend the the Dogman would be nothing more than a, a carnivorous predator. So I'm going to say that the predator will win over the omnivore.
1: Oh, 100%. I think with, even with the claws there, that would probably just, like, know, right. rip it apart. That's a good exactly. question. Um, is, <laughs> um,
0: I would like to see that happen. Tonight at the Thunderdome, Dogman <laughs> versus Bigfoot. That's right. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, <laughs> Sunday. Yeah,
1: that would be, that'd be interesting <laughs> itself. I'm taking another question for you. Okay, uh, right. But you know what? Maybe we'll videotape that if we find something where we can videotape it. Um, well, if this if is, we,
0: we can videotape a Bigfoot uh, fighting a dog man. Oh, oh heck, we're, yeah, we're going to be, be oh, doing that. Oh, 100% right. pay-per-view.
1: I can see right. the money coming in right now. Um, yes, we, we don't right. get paid to do what we're doing right now, everybody. So um, That's right. we'd love to make some money as well, just like everybody else, <laughs> and provide you with all the entertainment you need. Um, this this question comes from jw Chapnik, and do you guys have families and if so what do they think of the stuff that you're doing on the radio and investigations isn't it scary for them uh how about you i'll go ron
0: uh, yeah well yeah we all have families that's the reason why you know i have five children which is the reason why i have absolutely no spare time but you know uh yeah, it's, it's very hard on our families, actually to the point that uh, my, my wife could no longer handle my schedule anymore. So, <laughs> I mean, that's, these kind of things happen. These, these are some sad stories. So, ideally, we would be able to find partners in life that liked everything that we liked and followed everything that we liked and supported us. But whenever we're talking about the world of the paranormal, that sometimes is a very tough sell. Right. Uh, that's a, that's a very difficult pill to swallow. So, um, it it could cost you your family, especially whenever, like Brian said, you know we're not making any money at this. This is our passion. This is actually not our job. And to lose a family over this, just because we are so driven, that's a very very difficult thing to have happen. With that being said, you know I think that we probably should have another. A contest inside the Goblin universe, and we will make it find a date for Ron Murphy, which I am all for completely. Yes, if you are interested in, in dating somebody. With five children. Now, now ladies, <laughs> I, I'm telling you this right now. I, I know that you're all following, o- falling over yourself right now. I, I have five kids, okay? I, I, I do not have a new vehicle. So if you're interested in riding around in a, a, a 2007 vehicle, uh, I am your guy. Uh, and and to, to even sweeten the pot even more, uh, I am never home during conference season. But if you're interested in the paranormal and what a date with Ron Murphy – from, you know, co hosts of Inside the Goblin Universe. <laughs> Just send your queries over and then Brian will pass them on.
1: Yes, you, you can actually send them, send them, send them whatever you want at questions at Inside the dot com. Just direct it right. to Ron and That's he'll right. get them directly. And then we'll start the paranormal dating service. That's um, right. If
0: you, if you, if you want to ride around in my two thousand and seven, uh, Rusty, uh, Oldsmobile Alero. now, ladies, I know that this is sounding. Too good to be true, uh, then yes, absolutely. Uh, send in any kind of queries. I am a lonely person right now with absolutely nothing else going on and no adults <laughs> to talk to besides Brian. Imagine, if you will, folks, all the listeners out there in the Goblin Universe, if the only adult that you had to talk to was Brian Bowden.
1: <sighs> I, I don't know. I'd be jumping <laughs> off the roof right about it. <laughs> <laughs> It's all paranormal, too. <laughs>
0: but, 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 but how do you answer that? It, it, it is a difficult thing, isn't it? Um, because, you know, yeah. we we loved our spouses. You loved your spouse. But it's a difficult tightrope to walk. It, it, it
1: is. Um, it's pretty much blatant. My wife does not care for it. Uh, she doesn't care yeah. about subject matter. And that's fine. It's not her cup of tea. And it's good. Um, it is scary. And that's why we do certain things. When I go on investigations, I have to be concerned about uh, protecting myself as well as my family, so we uh, we did a whole two uh, two shows on protection with Cindy uh, Bailey Dove, um, and I take that to heart, and I, I don't want to bring anything home that I, I I don't need my family hurt. So it, it's it's a tightrope, you know, and. Um, you got to know when to say, say nope, I'm not doing it. So, but if you do want to win a date with Ron, just send in your essay.
0: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and and, 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 and I, I I will assure all the uh, potential dates out there that I do use protection. Wink, wink. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding you. I, you, you, you. You will be saged before and after. This is
1: great. Paradate. <laughs> Paradate.com.
0: <laughs> Yeah, if you want to date a B-list para-celebrity, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, now is your time.
1: climb up to the A-list, though. Um,
0: yeah, just picture the, the
1: reviews. I went on a date with him, but he was dead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then what we will do is we will bring that person that is lucky enough to go on a date with Ron Murphy, and then we will interview them for Inside the Goblin Universe to find out what I'm doing wrong in 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 relation to uh you know uh me not being successful in the dating field
1: yeah (laughs) well we have we have time for one more question in speaking of the dating field this and i'm looking through a series of of what we have and we're going to get back to more of these questions so we'll try to answer them next round but uh, we only have a couple more moments so um this question comes from sherry and she's in new jersey and she says, this goes with this what we've been talking about, will you guys ever do a show with with a psychic that gives predictions to the future, possibly with a call in number so we can get answers too?
0: Um, so you are our logistics guy. How <laughs> difficult would that be to do a live show? With a call-in number. Like, if we would announce it, like, uh, you know, a couple weeks beforehand and do a live show, can we do such a thing?
1: Well, yeah, we can We can tell you a time, and and we do have a, um, we have a Inside the Goblin Universe uh, a Skype account, and we also have a, I have a number that you can kind of call just for that, um, that I, it's my number, but it, it's not, um, it's only related to Skype. And we can get you to to call that, but we'd have to give you a specific time when we're calling, and you couldn't really hear. You'd have to be on Skype to hear it. So, what you'd have to do is connect with us um, on Inside the Goblin Universe at Skype, and uh, look for for that. Uh, you can try to Skype us at questions at insidethegoblinuniverse dot com, and we'll have you join in the in the conversation. We may mute you, and we may have to uh, boot you.
0: So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll figure it out. But, yeah, um, uh, the Paranormal UK Radio Network has been a great, great fit for us. I mean, everything is working out beautifully with them. They're very supportive of us. I would like to get to the point where we are able to do live shows yep. with that immediate interaction with our, with our listeners. And, and I think that that will come fairly soon.
1: It, it, yes, and it will. But unfortunately, you know what else comes fairly really soon? We're out of time.
0: We're out of time. How We've got about that? a minute to go. It seems like we just opened up the mailbag, Brian.
1: I know, but it's a big mailbag, and we're going to leave it here. Oh, that's right, that's Maybe we'll right, answer a okay, couple okay. questions next week.
0: <laughs> I, I would hope so. I would hope so. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. I had a blast. I could not think of a better show to do after the national 4th of July holiday here in the United States. But, you know. Let's thank again our, our 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 listeners, our viewers, for sending in questions and sitting down and writing out questions for Brian and I. And I, you know, I, I'm just overwhelmed. I, I feel very honored that uh, we have the listeners that we do.
1: Yep, I think it was a great show, and I thank everybody for for chiming in. Um, I think this is the time where we have to say goodbye to everybody, and we'll see you next week, right?
0: That we will see everybody next week. On Paranormal UK Radio Networks, inside the Goblin Universe. I am Ron Murphy.
1: I'm Brian Bowden, and we're going to see if Ron gets a date out of this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Next time, guys. Next time. All right. Bye.